0: It's NHL All-Star Weekend, who will show off their skills and which team will take home the big payday, plus more on the Elias Lindholm trade and what's next for the Canucks, all on today's Locked On NHL podcast.
1: Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there tonight. That's right, woodchuckers, It's Groundhog Day. Happy Friday, everyone. Thanks for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner from Locked On Flyers. I'm here every Friday with Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus best. If your best bet of $5 or more wins, visit fanduelcom slash locked on to get started. Uh, you can find us over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, happy Groundhog Day, Gil.
1: <laughs> Feel like we should be listening to I Got You, Babe, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, uh, there's no shadow this morning, so early spring, according to Puxitani, Phil, um, I think that the Vancouver Canucks were getting started on an early spring, uh, way ahead of the trade deadline, acquiring Elias Lindholm, which was something that had kind of been... Um, you know, in in the rumors for a while now. And it it seemed like they had been working on this behind the scenes for quite some time. Uh, It it was kind of a a big deal for both teams. And I think, you know, this is one of these trades that's going to take a long time to figure out who won. I would never like presume on this one. Get you know, given that there was, you know, several pieces that went back to the flames, including uh this year's first round pick.
1: Yeah. And look, in the NHL draft, you know, most first round picks, and you gotta figure Vancouver's pick will be late in the first round. Uh, you know, it, it takes three years for most first round picks to even reach the NHL, let alone make an impact in the NHL. So You know, you got two prospects, two picks, plus Andre Kuzmenko going back the other way. It will be a while before we really know the full extent of uh, who won this trade.
0: Yeah. And uh, Kuzmenko had to waive a, a no trade clause in order for this deal to happen it was all kinds of wild because everybody was on their all-star break and like Lindholm was on vacation. Kuzmenko was on vacation (laughs) and, you know, they had to have like a a meeting with Kuzmenko and the flames in order for him to, to waive that, that no trade. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, Lindholm hasn't been as productive this season as he has been in, you know, the past, but, I do think that you know going to a team that's a, a playoff team that it's as a contender this year, and uh, they seem to want to make it happen sooner rather than later in Vancouver, as you know they've been playing so well all season.
1: Yeah, and and I think you know that should give him some juice, and then Kuzmenko should get a little more ice time and a little more opportunity to play hopefully he can uh get back to the form he had last season when he really had an outstanding first year in the NHL theoretically for the players it should be a win win
0: right i think so and you know there was a little history behind there uh, jim rutherford uh was with the carolina hurricanes when lindholm was drafted by that team in uh, 2013 so there was definitely that that history there and and a desire by Rutherford, um, who's president of hockey operations with the Canucks now, to kind of bring him back. And there's some familiarity there, so I think you know Lindholm feels a certain degree of comfort going to this team, knowing that he has you know someone who has his back.
1: Yeah, that that always helps a little bit. Uh, you know, somebody wants you, somebody who knows you, who is familiar with you, uh, definitely helps. And then also just joining such a talented team right now that's hitting on all cylinders. Uh, that, that's got to be exciting.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. Um, it, there's definitely some implications moving forward because now, uh, depending on how the Canucks do this playoff season, um, is going to have a huge impact on the future of this team because now you'll have Lindholm on the expiring contract as well as Pedersen. And so, looking at their cap and looking at potential future deals for both these players, um, like how this season plays out is going to be a huge factor there.
1: Yeah. And then, obviously, if you want to keep them, you got to fit them under the cap. So, uh, always a lot of moving parts involved in this deal in the big picture of it. Uh, we know what it's going to do in the short term, but the long term will take a long time to really. Figure out the full impact.
0: Yeah, you know they've got a couple of guys already. Um, well, J.T. Miller is, is locked up for quite some time at eight million a year, um, but you've got Brock Besser with one more year on his deal at six point six five. So that's going to be part of uh, what's under consideration there. Um, and you know the the Canucks' blue line only has. Uh, Quinn Hughes and Carson Soucy um, under contract for more than, you know, two years. So I, I, there, it is going to be a very complicated spring and summer for this team.
1: I, it will be, but I think it'll even, I, I get the feeling between now and the trade deadline, something else may happen with the Vancouver Canucks that may help them with their future cap situation, but that's just a hunch.
0: Yeah, and there had been talk that maybe Tanev would come back to the the Canucks, and that still could happen in a future mm-hmm. deal. But uh, I know there have been rumblings about that. Uh, the other part of all this is Patrick Alvin uh, got a three-year extension as Canucks GM.
1: Yeah, and <clears throat> I-, I can't say that that's uh, shocking in just the way he's built this team made uh, a lot of moves with, you know, signing JT Miller, Brock Besser, trading Bo Horvat to, uh, the Islanders picking up players like, you know, Philip Roenick and, uh, Nikita Zadarov. So he's made a lot of deals and bringing in Rick Tockett, obviously, uh, a right. big change for the organization that helped it for the better this year. So totally understandable why they would want to sign him to an extension. And, uh, congratulations to him. And wow, the Canucks uh, really moving busy time right now in Vancouver.
0: Yeah, I definitely think Alvin earned the extension with um, how quickly I think they were able to kind of turn it around with the deals that they've made. And and to your Hmm. point about bringing in Rick Tockett, I think um, that that was a, a huge part of the turnaround uh, with this team, and I think you know the fact that that they've exceeded expectations this season uh, says it all.
1: Yeah, he's been bold, he's been decisive, and his moves have paid off. So, yes, a well earned extension.
0: Yeah, one of the interesting aspects of uh, the Elias Lindholm deal was that it wound up that the Calgary Flames have nobody at the All-Star game because he is now a Canuck. So that's kind of a bummer for Flames fans, but uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles in the world of sports trades.
1: Yeah, timing is everything, right? I guess in the All-Star game, that will be his farewell as a Calgary Flame.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. But there's so much uh, to talk about related to the All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend, including the player draft, the skills competition, and more. We're going to get to all of that coming
1: up next. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58 between Kansas City and San Francisco, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. All you have to do is visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So it
0: is All-Star Weekend, Gil, and uh, they added an extra day of activities like we've been talking about on the show. So for All-Star Thursday, they brought back the player draft, and um, it it was interesting, I would say. (laughs) Um, I I do want to say that I think the jerseys look really good. I. I like them a lot. Um, I think that they they have like a, a Mario Brothers quality to them <laughs> that I appreciate with the way the lettering looks. And the names were underneath the, like the nameplates are underneath the numbers, which is interesting. I've only seen that in women's hockey.
1: It's a nice little change of pace and it makes for a special occasion. And uh, I, again, you know, they're going bold and I like that.
0: Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, I like just the primary colors.
1: Uh, That's what
0: you got to go with. Um, I I think the draft itself, I I would say it was a little uneven um, in terms of the presentation. I think that when you have like some celebrities who are comfortable with banter and some that are not, um, it was it was a little awkward for them to get that going in terms of it having a smooth feel to it, um, especially given that hockey players are not generally known for their
1: personalities. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it, it could have gone smoother in that regard, but I I think overall, most of the guys were having fun with this.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Uh, And it was kind of cute with Crosby, not there that they had a Tim bits kid uh, out there in his place. (laughs)
1: yeah that was a cute moment
0: um as far as the picks themselves and the teams there was definitely some behind the scenes negotiation that took place uh in order for the Leafs to end up together on that team of course you know having it up in Toronto um that it was inevitable but also like He kind of wanted a little wrench thrown in there with maybe Marner going somewhere else, but that
1: was not to be. Not going to happen. And look, the the advantage to that is obviously the crowd is going to be certainly pulling for Team Matthews. And I, I think it makes it easier for fans when if you do have multiple players representing your team, that they're all on the same team. You know who you're rooting for. You're not torn emotionally between... Uh, two different teams. And I, I prefer it that way, but I understand why some people don't.
0: Yeah. You know, you can go either way on it. I like it when players are split up on different teams and loyalties are divided. And especially when there's like a big paycheck, uh, you know, at stake, I think that, you know, it, it increases the, the rivalry a little
1: bit better and it, may, it makes it fun. Uh, it, it, but it adds a little spice. No question about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, and I think that, you know, in, in addition to the Leafs all ending up on team Matthews, you had a little, uh, backdoor deal to get Sidney Crosby on team McKinnon, obviously yeah. they're friends from, from the same hometown. So, uh, that was obviously part of the deal as well.
1: Yeah. And uh, look, it's all, it's all in fun. It's all done on a friendly basis and, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this all plays out. The the draft, I like. I mean, it, it, it's kind of a fun activity. Why 6 o'clock Eastern time, though? Why not do it in prime time?
0: Um, they did have the rest of the activities in prime time. Yep. So, you know, you had the uh, PWHL showcase and then you had the uh, ceremony honoring the 67 Leafs team. As part of that as well. So, I, you know, I understand why it was the way it was, uh, but you're right. I think, you know, they could have given a little bit of extra push for the player draft, Um, especially with, as we're going to get to in the next segment, um, talking about the skills competition and the fact that it's a limited number of players. So, the draft was other than the the all-star game itself. It was really the only chance that a lot of fans got to see their particular all-star as part of the activities again, because the the skills comp, uh, not everybody is involved in this year. So I I do think there's something to it. Um, uh, They also changed for this player draft, how they did the last pick Uh, in the past. We have had occasions where the last, person picked got a car um there was that whole thing with Ovi wanting to get picked last so that he would get a car did not happen for him i mean really dude dude can afford his own car let's be real but uh i think that uh it, it was cool they had like the last four guys uh get up there and they were given a uh an envelope with their team so it was kind of a random pick. The the teams didn't actually have a last pick,
1: and, and thereby no player is embarrassed. Like I'll, I'll put that in air quotes uh, by being the last guy chosen. Although, if you think about it, if you're the last guy chosen among the best players in the NHL at this gathering, that's not that bad of a thing to be. Uh, there are plenty of guys who didn't make the All Star game at all, but you know that aspect of it, and then. You know, you add the 1967 Leafs being celebrated and and Dave Keon being involved. They they tried to make it a very, uh, you know, they tried to make a very good presentation of it.
0: Yeah, they did. Uh, The other little aspect of it that I thought was interesting was um, the hot mic situation where um, there were things that were said. First of all, there were some... Uh, words you normally aren't allowed to say on TV that got through. Uh, But also um, like the funniest moment to me was when Connor McDavid picked uh, David Pasternak. He said to him, like, you got to try, man. Like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like telling, like assuming Pasternak was going to like half-ass it through the (laughs) all-star game, (laughs) which like, that was definitely a moment for sure. It, it,
1: it was. And you wonder, you know, how serious it was and, and how much, you know, jokeyness was behind it. But the cool thing is you sort of get a little window into the personality of some of these players when that happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I did think it was interesting, speaking of Connor McDavid, that he went a uh, goaltender in the first round, uh, with Connor Hallebach, um, considering that goaltending is optional in the
1: all-star game. <laughs> well, defense is optional. So yeah. Why yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Checking
1: true. is non-existent defense is optional and goaltending. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could put uh, no, no offense to the goalies because they do earn the right to be there. But sometimes I get the feeling they could just put like a plastic cut cardboard cutout with the little, holes where you could score and it wouldn't Yeah, a little shooter tutor yeah Yeah, exactly
0: yeah i don't know it is it is a thankless job being a a goal it is it's very very
1: difficult you're always facing breakaway after breakaway or two on one after two on one it it's not it's not hockey you could say what you want about the all-star weekend it's it's basically the best players in the world playing shitty and uh It's it still has its entertainment value, but it's it's not a hockey game in the traditional sense of the word.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. But uh, yeah, I think uh, they they did their best. It was a lot of fun. And uh, uh, Michael Bublé was just happy to be there, man. Just happy to be there. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the thing that stood out to me the most was that Bublé was just like in in. You know, he was just like the happiest person alive. He was so,
1: thrilled. He was in awe, you know, and that was great. That yeah.
0: Was great. Good for him. Um, as far as the uh, PWHL showcase, I actually thought that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I've watched a bunch of the games this year, and um, it's been so much fun. A lot of, of really good competition in the league. And I thought it was uh, really cool that Ella Shelton, who uh, scored the first goal in the PWHL uh, league proper in their uh, opening game, also scored the first goal in in the showcase.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, it was was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, the, the defenders were really the players that stood out in this game. Savannah Harmon had three goals and two assists. In this one, she's one of my favorite uh, defenders in the women's game. As is Renata Fasta, uh, who plays for Toronto. Um, love her as well. Uh, she's my Canadian. I'm allowed to love uh, on it. Well, other than Marie Philippe Poulin, who everybody loves, but um, <laughs> you know, as as a Team USA fan, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Renata Fast is my Canadian defender that I I really love. But yeah, it was it was a good uh game good turnout um i almost thought their celebrity captains were better than the <laughs> nhl ones well yeah like Megan Duggan was the coach of the team yeah uh yeah. John Kyle Jones who's the WMVA MVP um who plays for the New York Liberty where I live fan of fan of hers um and a Tessa Virtue like you cannot get more Canadian queen than Tessa Virtue so loved having her there as well But uh, a good time was had by all, and uh, tonight is the skills competition, and we will get to talking about that coming up next. Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, including this very show go to Locked On Sports today over on YouTube and subscribe. So Gil, the skills competition, like I said, different this year because they're only having 12 of the all-stars involved. And so you don't get to see your guy um, if he's not one of these 12. Um, eight of the 12 players um, you can't really argue with the list per se they are the the best of the best but eight of the 12 play on canadian teams only four play on american teams so that's a little wonky Mm. as far as um, appeal goes but again you cannot argue with the i think with the players chosen you've got nathan mckinnon uh william nylander kale mccarr matthew barzal jt miller Nikita Kucherov, Quinn Hughes, Connor McDavid, Elias Pedersen, Austin Matthews, Leon Draisaitl, and David Pasternak.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, this is the cream of the crop. And, and, you know, not everybody is in every event, but even so, uh, I, I like the way they've divided this up, and it should make for some very entertaining. And I, I'm eager to see who wins some of these competitions.
0: Yeah, of course. I think the two premier events are the fastest skater and the hardest shot. Yeah, I would say. Um, although it is, <laughs> I was talking about this on on the lockdown flyer show as well. Uh, but it is interesting if you look at the NHL edge stats about who's had like the fastest speed bursts uh, in the NHL as of now this season. Um, the only player that's in the fastest skater competition. That's in the top 10 is Connor McDavid.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess, you know, speed by itself isn't everything. You have to be able to do something while you're moving that fast. But uh, yeah, interesting that McDavid is the only one who had that, you know, burst in the top 10. But look, I, I mean, Nylander, Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, Matthew Barzal, and Connor McDavid, that's going to be a fun competition.
0: I think so. I think so as well. Um always have to point out Owen Tippett has the fastest speed burst in the NHL as of right now. Anyway, um, the hardest shot competition. Um, also, there's nobody in the top 10 who had the actual hardest shot uh, per NHL edge. Uh, in this competition and uh, but still should be fun with Austin Matthews, Kale McCarr, David Posternak, JT Miller and Elias Patterson.
1: Yeah, that should be a good one. And I, I, you know, the crowd is going to be going all out for Austin Matthews.
0: Yeah, I would say so. I think uh, no doubt about that as well. Um, I think, you know, of the other events, um, I do like the accuracy shooting, just yeah, because that's my you know, you know who can hit those targets the fastest, and when you know you get somebody that can do it, you know, without any misses, I think that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I, I always like that skill, and, and you know, they're being timed, obviously, but you know, to to make those accurate shots and and hit those targets, I, I always found that you know. That's an important thing because you're doing speed, you're doing accuracy. And in a real NHL game, that's really vital if you're going to score goals.
0: Yeah. Uh, Any of the other competitions that you like?
1: Uh, I like stick handling. Always. It's sort of a dying skill in some ways compared to the way it was years ago. But I I always admired players who could really stick handle and move up and down the ice and hold on to the puck. Uh, so I, I always look forward to that one. How about you?
0: Um, yeah, I, you know, I've been wondering if um, Michigan goals falls under stick handling or falls yeah. under like a shooting challenge. I don't know.
1: Like, yeah, that's a um, good, they could do a separate competition on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, they could. Um, yeah, you know, and I, I like passing in terms of, you know, like guys can that can do a really good sauce pass yep. um, through traffic like that that is a remarkable skill and so i appreciate all of that as well um, of course they'll have their usual obstacle course like relay stuff going on um the the other interesting thing about this is that because it's not everybody involved it's an individual competition it's not a team competition so, like the the guy with the most points walks away with that million dollar check,
1: yeah, yeah, not not bad for uh for a few hours' work, right? I mean uh, right it it, it it adds again, just adds a little juice to the event,
0: yeah, I think so. that I think you know, if you're not gonna have everybody involved making it an individual competition, I think kind of balances that a little bit. Um, you know, everyone in it is going to do four out of the six events. So, you know, I think it just depends on, you know, if you, if you get the competitions you want and, and you can rack up those points, but, uh, it should be a lot of fun. The, um, the skills competition will be at seven o'clock tonight, Eastern, Uh, You can catch it on ESPN and uh, Sportsnet in Canada. Uh, The game itself is Saturday afternoon at three o'clock Eastern. And uh, who do you think is going to win this one?
1: Uh, You know, I I don't know if it's because of the talent or if the fix is in. Team Matthews, I think, is going to uh, (laughs) be the favorite in my mind. How about you?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking so. And I'm looking at their goaltending with Jake Ottinger and Eeyore Shisterkin, Um who I think they'll try. So I think that that's a, a big part of it as well. Um, of course, your representative from the Islanders, uh, Matt Barzal, is on that team. So you have reason to root for them.
1: I do. Uh
0: Travis Konecny is on Team McKinnon, so that is who I will be rooting for. But uh, would not be shocked if Team Matthews wins it all. That is for sure.
1: We shall see. It'll it'll be look. Let's just have fun with it. That that's the bottom line. This is this is the best players or a group of the best players in the NHL just getting together and having fun in in a friendly competition for the weekend and showing off their skills. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do.
0: Absolutely. All right. That will do it for today's show. Of course, Gil will be back on Monday talking with hosts from around the locked on NHL network on what's going on in their teams. And we will be back next Friday to wrap up the week that was for next week and uh, look ahead to that weekend's action in the NHL. Have a great Friday, everyone.